Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. And I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Rory Fitzgerald. He's the General Manager at National Express Ireland. Rory, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Bobby. Great to be here. Now, it all started down in Carlo, uh, Monte Carlo, as some of them call it. Uh, you were, uh, your early work was in a builder's providers, is that right? That's right, Tell Bobby. Tell us a little bit about your early working life. Yeah, Bobby, I went in there on a work experience like plenty of people do, I suppose, on a, on a Friday from transition year. Uh, worked for the day, the manager came down to me, I remember that evening, and said, oh, you must be tired, your first full day of work or whatever. And I was like, very naive from a farming background, very, very naive. And I looked at him and I went, you must be joking me. I said, gee, I didn't start until nine. You get me an hour off in the middle of the day and I'm finished at six. This was easy. And he laughed at me and said, uh, are you free tomorrow and I'll pay you? Six years later, I was still there. Yeah. And, and I suppose in that kind of environment, the cut and thrust, fellas coming in, buying whatever it is, you know. Timbers you, and cements. You, you and learn then, a yeah. lot, don't you? Oh, and my colleagues were brilliant. They taught me an awful lot. Yeah, I knew all about the construction industry and paint and how to sell up just because someone bought a can of paint. It was, do you want a sandpaper? Do you want a paintbrush, a roller? I learned all about ancillary sales right. that way. Now, I know there were some early thoughts about becoming a guard. We'll come back to that later. Uh, but um, after studying in Waterford IT, you did business and marketing. Yeah. You found yourself in the car hire business. I did, I did. I'm not even sure how I fell into it. Yeah, we're into uh, the graduate program. Uh, company was Enterprise Rent-A-Car, plenty of locations around the country. Um, yeah, loved it. Within less than two years, I was a branch manager, so... I was responsible for everything, customer service, fleet planning, hiring and firing and sales and growing the fleet and growing customers. So you could say it was almost like doing a master's on the job. I learned an awful lot there. They gave you free reign. You were responsible. And you you stayed within the car hire industry because then you went to Executive Trust. I think they operate Dollar Thrifty and Europe Car. Is that right? They did, yeah. When I joined, it was just Dollar Thrifty. Um, and a couple of years later, then they acquired the Europe Car franchise. That was that was again fantastic opportunity. Got to learn an awful lot. We had a, a, a at the end. I had a fleet just in my location of about four thousand vehicles. We had probably about two hundred people under the roof working. That was an awful lot of responsibility. Uh, I love my time. Actually, the funny thing is, I love my time in the city centre locations the most during the during the recession. Yeah, yeah. And the car hire business is is it a tough business? Very tough, yeah, yeah. Well, what are the main challenges within it? Availability of stock. That can be the seasonality. Yeah, is probably the biggest thing. You you do so well June, July, August, but November and January and February they are very, very tough times where you just know the money is falling through your hands and the revenue is not coming in. So you have to make sure you you keep your costs as low as you can in those poorer months. Yeah. And earn as much as you can in the uh, earn as much as you can in the in the summer ones. And is it very competitive with all the other brands? It was an awful lot more competitive. There was a lot more. It's, yeah. There has been a lot of consolidation, say over over the last twenty years. So there's a, it's turned into more of the bigger buys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you just yeah. have to be. You, you need to have the deeper pockets to get the better deals. So that brings us on neatly then to National Express Ireland. Now, maybe you might explain the business model for us, Rory. Um, as I understand it. You have a contract 
with a Bernard Cavanagh son. So they're the subcontractors. Yeah, that's the no, model. But, but who is the uh, the the authority that you have the uh, the NTA? Is oh, so so we'd have a license from the National Transport Authority. Yeah, and yeah. we also have one to tender with Dublin Airport to actually operate out of the airport. That oh. was what we won in twenty nineteen. So it started off then in uh, in March 2020, Bobby, and we all know what happened. Within 10 days of me starting my job, I was closing down a yeah. business. And uh, we all thought, if you remember back, that it was going to be for two weeks. It was well over a year later before we actually got back on the road. So, yeah, August 21, we started. So we just had our second birthday. Right. Tell us a little bit how the business works. Um, just again, I'm, I'm curious about the model where you've, where you're the, you're the ultimate uh, operator of the tender, but then you sub out the work uh, to approved parties per se. Yeah, so what, what we are, so we would do the commercial end of it. So uh, we would do all the marketing and the advertising. I would have a large team of customer service advisors. Um, what an awful lot of people might know and other competitors don't do is I put people in town at the key stops. So the likes of Houston Station and Custom House Key, Aston Key, that builds trust and reliability. When a customer is looking for a bus, the biggest thing they're always worried about is, is the bus coming? Is the bus going to show? And by having people on the ground to answer those questions, yes, I'm here, yes, we're visible, use the app, we can see where the next bus is, then they go, okay, I think we're all the same when we're going to uh, to an airport, Bobby. We're always anxious to get there. We don't want to be late to miss yeah. our flight. That's a big thing. So when you have someone standing there to answer that question, you're you're, you're, you're going to carry somewhere close to 2 million passengers uh, this year. That's yeah. that's 1 in 15 uh, of the 30 million passengers going to and from uh, Dublin Airport. Yeah, that's a huge um, number. The fact that we don't have a rail connection uh, to the city centre obviously suits you. It does at the moment. Uh, metro is coming. Uh, not to say that we mightn't be involved in Metro when it does come along, though. Yeah. So we, because we'll have a track record of doing it, National Express have this track record across the UK, uh, we're in North America, we're in America, we're in we're in the Middle East. We have a track record, we can show that we can do these things. In terms of the competition on the route, I suppose uh, another thing that uh, augurs in your favour is now the lack of parking at Dublin Airport. So people are going to choose to use the bus, choose to use the taxi, but you're probably the cheapest option in, in, uh, and by, by account the most regular. Yeah, every 10 minutes a bus departs Dublin Airport or departs the city heading for Dublin Airport. So you've got frequency, that breeds reliability. And even if the traffic is that little bit heavy that a particular bus is running behind schedule, well then so is the one in front. So there's just always one of our blue buses rolling by. Um, There's obviously environmental reasons. Some people are choosing to go by coach now for environmental reasons, sustainability but it's the value for money that we're able to offer as well. So if you're able to go in and out on one of our coaches on a return ticket, you're saving a lot of money over a taxi. Yeah. Um, how does it work as well uh, around, you know, the routes that, say, bus air and operators operates mm. versus ones? Like, do the, the NTA, do they cherry pick in terms of who gets what? No. So what you would do, Bobby, is you would uh, apply for a route um, and the NTA would look at it to make sure that there's enough on that route for a person. So I couldn't just say I want to go from A to B if there's already two operators on that route. They would have, they would say to me, well, how are you going to grow that route and encourage more customers? What are you doing different so that the pie isn't just, if it's divided in two, the pie just isn't divided in three because that makes no sense for no one. So what I've got to do is try and see how can I make the pie bigger? Right. And when we talk about city to city or 
Uh, I know you've got a very successful um, Belfast-Dublin route at the moment. But, you know, if Bus Aaron are walking away uh, from routes, how can you run them profitably? Uh, Well... I suppose our, our, our brand is one thing. People trust us so that we're going to show up. If we can give good value for money, it's the comfort value as well. Uh, our coaches, the, the response from customers on our Belfast one is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, National Express have a coach that's literally just built for them and we have listened to the customers over the years and it's built just for them. So the leg room, there's two USB chargers, uh, there's a toilet on board. All these things are what customers want and then comes volume. And that's eight euro or eight pounds. That's door in and to out. Door. That's yeah. That's at the moment with the with the promotional period at the moment. Eight euros or eight pounds up and down to Belfast, and the customer response is phenomenal. The uh, our NPS for people that know that is like in the seventy seven, seventy eight sort of region. It is extremely high. Customers are loving us, and probably my inbox is full every day. And pick customer, uh, comments coming in on our Facebook and social media things. When are you coming to my town? Please come to my town. I am being inundated. It is. It is the most. And the only way you can go to a town is by a tender process. Is that right? Uh, well, if it's intercity, apply to the NTA. Right. Okay. Um, tell me then about uh, some. I think maybe uh, breaking news or certainly recent news. Uh, this trial that you have with Irish Rail about uh, a, a, a bus connection from every. Uh, railway station in Ireland. How would that work? Yeah, so we're in the pilot stage at the moment with Irish Rail. I think it's one of the most exciting things in public transport in a long time. So you can go on, say you're in Cork, you can go on, buy your train ticket to Houston Station and add on a ticket with us to bring you right to the airport. So you can get on the train in Cork or wherever along that route and get off and go straight with us and one of our frequent services out to the airport and the same in reverse. And does that happen with any of the airlines, the likes of Ryanair and that? Ryanair is on the way. Ryanair should be up and running within the next couple of days. So theoretically, Bobby, you could go onto the Ryanair site next week, book our ticket out to the airport on the Ryanair site, the Ryanair flight to London, say Stansted, and on the far side, get on another National Express bus and into London City yeah. and back out. One site, one ticket, interlining at its it Makes best. a lot of sense. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and then we wanted to talk a bit about uh, something we didn't know about you, but uh, there was uh, an interesting fact about you, that, uh, which is an interesting story in your car hire days. Uh, this is your longing to be a Garda, yeah. but you played detective for a day. Tell our listeners that. Yeah, so back when I was uh, back when I was in secondary school, I, I I suppose like a lot of young fellas, I thought I was going to be a guard, and everyone told me because I'm I'm a big guy, I'm I'm six four, I was a little bit lighter then as well, so everyone told me I was going to be a guard, and I nearly did, but I didn't. So one day uh, I was in the in the car hire business in in Dublin city centre, and these detectives came in, and I knew by their rank, shall we say, that these guys weren't looking for this particular individual because he didn't pay his TV license. They had a lot of questions about him and he was to return on a particular day in the evening time and they said they'd meet me at the time and meet the person, Grant. And, uh, but the guy returned hours and hours ahead of schedule. So we rang them, I rang the detectives and they were a long ways away, couldn't make it. Uh, so they asked us to stall him. So we tried to stall him. We stalled as long as we could and eventually they went out. So I did what I think any idiot like myself would do, young fella, with bravado. I, uh, I put on my coat and I tailed them through the city centre for 20 minutes until the detectives caught up with me. Subsequently, they, I found out afterwards, they, um, they caught the guy and, and between the evidence they found in the car and on his person, they were able to trace him back. He, uh, it was the 
anyone say about 10 or 12 years ago that had their ATM card scammed, skimmed, you yeah. know, they had one of these little clone pieces that sits on top of the ATM so machine. this was the guy operating this, this scam? This is the guy operating this scam. He used to put a thing on the ATM machine. You'd put in your bank card. Your bank card wouldn't come back. They'd click it off and they'd have your card and your PIN number and empty your bank account. And it was a, a huge gang from abroad that was literally going around the country. And by me putting that little piece together... They your, caught them. Your PC plod for the day. I was Paid PC. Dividends. I'm still living on that story. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, yeah. Well, listen, Rory Fitzgerald uh, from uh, the general, general Manager of National Express, thanks for joining us in the Executive Chair. It's a wonderful business model and we it's wish you every success in the future. Thank you very much, Bobby. Thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.